What to do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turndars Golf Podcast. This was a great week in golf. I am Liam. Alongside me is Jack. I guess the only guy it was a tough week for, maybe if your name's Patrick Cantlay, you know, it wasn't your best week ever. Uh, Jack, what'd you think of the week? Um, well, the week was awesome. Let's let's get ahead of it. People might look at that lineup and go, you know, Matthew Neesmith, Tom Hogue, um, Sung JM, Siwoo came with the leaderboard and go, that was kind of an off week. That was awesome. If you actually watched through and through, that was awesome. Congrats to Tom Kim, yep. which we do need to point out before we go any farther forward today. I just wanted you to address the room because this is right. I, I have this written down for later. So, so all right, let me, let me, let me. I would like to apologize to all the Tom Kim faithful for my slander last week. Um, it was piss poor attitude, and I will uh, fix that problem by having uh, him in multiple fronts this week. I will learn from my mistakes. Um, please accept my apology and allow me back on the bandwagon. Thank you. Yes, as a, as a member that I feel like took seniority over the bandwagon ship um, after my comments last week and the win this week, I will accept you back in as I can see that um, you like him this week going forward. Um, so you are welcome back in. Okay. my Again, I screwed up, but like, I also picked Cantlay and he was the guy I was picking over Tom Kim. So in terms of guys to pick, there's a lot worse guys to pick than the guy that finished right behind him in second place. But again, Tom Kim won. I said, I said, I was hopping off him last week. I will, I will take the, uh, take the blame. Absolutely. But going back to it, Great week overall, Tom Kim. Beautiful five under round, zero bogeys for the last, I think it was um, 72 holes, if I remember correctly. Not one bogey this week. Yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit. So he was incredible. Jason Day, super quiet top 10 finish, just because he started a little um, fast with that five under, even five under, and then 63 on Sunday. A lot of guys that were coming up, including a guy, um, top 30, actually 20th place that I told you all to watch for, Patrick Welsh, cross-hander. That was awesome, 65 on Sunday. There you go. Uh, I'm going to talk a smidge about this 72nd hole because watching that alone was just a complete headache. Uh, Cantlay, absolutely ropes driver all day on Sunday. Decides on 15 and 18, he's going to take three wood off the tee. Now, again, this is calculated. He was doing it every day of the week. Um, hooks it left into the desert on 18. Tries to punch out. Attempts to. Ends up in a shittier spot than he was initially. Has to take an unplayable. Then hits that ball into the water. And so then he's got a drop. He's lying, what, five in the middle of the fairway. Tom Kim's got a, what, 40-footer for Bird. Um, after hitting the ball in the fairway, just plays it super safe, right on the edge of green, nails a 30-plus footer to get tied for second. In all honesty, after seeing him take the unplayable and hit it in the water, I was like, he might get fifth, he might get seventh, he might fall out of top ten. I mean, how how crazy is this getting? So, great seven, Patrick? Yeah, I guess? so I was actually listening to this on Sirius because I was driving back, um, but did watch the replay after the fact. That what the serious announcers were saying was he was so buried in that bush. If he took an unplayable, he would have been behind a rock in a fixture where he would have had a worse shot going forward. So the decision to play it was better than the unplayable. 
Now, for whatever reason, though, what doesn't make sense to me after watching it back is it's not like he advanced the ball 30 yards to where his unplayable was in a dramatically different spot. Yeah. That is the only confusion to me. But the way they were explaining it was he was in such a bad spot where the unplayable would have been worse for him. Um, that is, you know, I don't know. It wilds me out that an unplayable would have put you in a worse spot than in the middle of a bush where you couldn't really move the ball more than an inch. Yeah. Personally, but that's whatever. Um, besides that, I mean, Tom Kim played great. As I said, he went bogey free all week. That is a very uncommon stat. Uh, puts him in some elite company. I think it's only happened. I have it listed as, as six other times, but I, I don't know how far back that Jeez. goes. I don't know. I don't know how far that goes back in terms of PGA tour and stat cast era and, and whatnot. Yeah. But, but at least that puts you back to what? Seventies, sixties. Jeez. So yeah. not common uh, needless to say, but it was, it was great to see some of the leaderboards was, so you mentioned a little bit of your guy Welsh. Was there anybody else that stuck out to you on the leaderboard? Matthew Neesmith. Woo. That is a guy. I don't I don't think I've mentioned him one time on the pod, I think this year, but maybe even last year. That dude is top 20 in almost every statistical category over the last four months of golf. Yep. Super quiet guy. You won't see him talking or getting a lot of interview. I don't even think he got five minutes of interview time after his tied for second finish. That is a guy that is outstanding. Um, like I said earlier, I'd love to see J-Day up there. Miraculous 63, I think, was his Sunday finish. Um, talked about, I'm telling you, Harry Hall. Remember the guy that you're like, who? Yeah. Top, uh, what was it? He was tied for 15th or something like that. Yep. Um, Taylor Montgomery, pretty disappointing, all things considered, even though, I mean, after a slow start, but. If, you know. if T15 is disappointing, we got good problems. I mean, exactly. I can like him for a little while. Yeah, exactly. But the only guy um, I think we're both disappointed in is Dietrich. Yeah, th- uh, Thomas Dietrich was tough. He was I, – I felt like every time I looked at him on um, on the leaderboard, he was either like minus six on the day or plus three. Or mm-hmm. He was like he, he was like a ping pong ball. I just kept going back and forth on whether he was in top 15 or last guy in on the cut line. Two 65s and a 73 and a 74. Yeah. Well, it won't do it for you. I mean, it'll probably make you a lot of cuts, but it doesn't do you a lot of good when you make a lot of, you know, high T sixties pluses. Um, it's, it's just an ugly, an ugly look. Um, I, I think in all honesty, another guy that kind of stuck out to stuck out to me, that was not too good that I kind of like a little more. So now this week, Adam Shank looked promising. Hmm. Um, he played well last week. So that was kind of a fun one. I can't say I saw his name populate one time on my television screen. You never did, but he was top 20. And so, Love it. and so him coming off a of T20. And then this is actually, again, a course where course history doesn't mean all that much, but he's played well on in the past. It's good signs. Uh, let me just run through some quick leaders real quick. The driving distance leader was Trevor Werblo, uh going 337.9 yards on average. Uh, driving accuracy was Spencer Levin going 82%. Uh, greens and regulation was Aaron Rye at 90.3%. Jeez. Uh, 90.1 was Matt Neesmith. So if that tells you where Nat, Matt, Matt Neesmith was also good at, it was greens and regulation. Gave himself a lot of birdie opportunities. 
Uh, bogey avoidance. We talked about it. Tom Kim, bogey free all week. So quite impressive. All right, Jack. And if you can't think of anything else, let's get into uh, to lineups we had for the week. What did you have for DraftKings? DraftKings, I unfortunately did not get any money. Just a little bit more of a disappointing um, lineup. Even in 50-50s, we're just below the score line. Um, with Sung Jay, Miraculous 10-4. Tom Kim, 9-7. Um, winner and top 10 right there. Um, Thomas Dietrich, 67th or whatever, is not going to help out. Ricky Fowler missing the cut, not going to help out. Dylan Fratelli was a flyer, disappointing as always. And then, you know, Mark Hubbard really didn't do um, anything more than top 30. So DraftKings was not a winner for me. Yeah, DraftKings was tough to get into the money. People were flying on on DraftKings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I so on DraftKings, I had six of my six guys make the cut. Um, I had three guys in the top 20 and you only won with my lineup in 50 fifties. That's not normally the case. Um, but I had Sung Jay at 10, four, he was in seventh place. Taylor Montgomery at nine, five, he was T 15. Uh, Siwoo did a little extra ass shaking this week. He was, uh, 8,600. He was T eight KH Lee at 7,700. He was T 37. Adam Svensson. I had Chris Goddard up in here initially on my report. But I think I messed that up somewhere along the lines because Chris Goddard up doesn't make the money work. I I apologize if I said his name. In all honesty, if you played Chris Goddard up somehow, congratulations. He played better than Svensson. Um, so Svensson was T69. And then Austin Smotherman, he's been kind of my, my late-round flyer, and he's been doing just fine. I mean, T, T60, but he's making cuts, and that's all I need him to do. Oh, and then I will get into my fan duel. And if you followed my fan duel, you are welcome. Um, start off again. I followed Sung JM. I had high confidence, seventh place overall. Tom Kim, your winner, 165. Um, we had Thomas Dietrich, 69th place. Still got a lot of points for that. So we got almost 80 points on FanDuel. Or yeah, so that was great. Burmeester, 94, Mark Hubbard, 97. And the greatest pick that I had this week was Sung Young Kim. And he had 129. That is a steal, and you pocketed money. Oh yeah, Sung Young was a was a good one. That's for sure. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that Jack got to that one, and I wasn't able to to figure out how to get him into a lineup. But now I know. I'm gonna make sure not to miss out on him next time. Um, for my FanDuel lineup, it was still a winner. Again, I had all six guys make the cut. Love doing that. If I can go every week where both FanDuel and DraftKings have all, all six guys make the cut, I'm going to do a nice little job winning some money. Uh, I'm going to start with Patrick Cantlay. He was T2. Uh, I had Taylor Montgomery, again, T15. Alex Noren was T44. Um, a little disappointing, I guess, in terms of his price. But in all honesty, it, it, it could have been worse. Uh, KH Lee was T37. Justin Lauer at 8,400. That was a nice T20. Um, that's a good number to see. And then again, Smotherman carrying the bottom of the leaderboard, T60. Keep making me that basement money. Yeah, and I think it's really good to note, if you take a look at our FanDuel, especially, you know, your DraftKings too, three out of our four lineups, we had six for six on cuts. Yep. So every single time that we go 60 or six for six on, you know, cuts, you're going to at least pocket like 99% of the time and at least a 50 50 or a double up. If not your single entry or multiple entry lineups, it's what you do. Sometimes you risk it for the biscuit and it pays off. It doesn't, but if you go six for six, it's like 98.7%. You're at least going to get money. 
it's it, it, again going six for six is always kind of the goal that's really what you're looking for i mean yeah picking winners is is, is awesome but if you can pick six guys to finish in the top 60 probably winning some money potentially winning a lot so yeah and speaking of winning money <laughs> let me get in my bets um real quick unless you got nothing else to add go for it great week tom kim beating aaron wise and brian Harmon. uh brian Harmon, um great week really quiet week again Aaron Wise just withdrew from the tournament a couple hours ago, so I'm sure you got refunded on your bets if you placed him for the week coming up. Um, plus 175, that was a dub. Thomas Dietrich beating Andrew Putnam and Tom Hoagie was an L. Um, Emiliano Grillo, top 40, was an L. Tom Kibb, top 20, plus 155, was the immortal lock of the century. Oh. Taylor Montgomery didn't look like it was going to hit, but top 20 at minus 115 is a dub plus 3.1 units on the week, up 0.6 units altogether. Back into positive numbers. There you go. All right, Jack's back in the positives. Um, For my bets, I went two for three, so it was a decent week. KH Lee top 40, got to love it, snuck in. We'll take it. He was on a TPC course. I had faith. Uh, I had Matthew Neesmith top 40, plus 120. I mean, that is a... That is a great call. Again, realistically, you sit back and you're like, oh, I should have done top five. But, like, what it could have, should have. Happy with my uh, plus 120 there. And then I had Thomas Dietrich top 40 at plus 115. That was a, that was a tough loss. Tough loss for both of us on that guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was still up uh, 1.1 units on the week. So, being that I was down point. Basically point one. I'm basically now up 1.1 or basically up a unit. Simple math, just call it a unit. Yeah, I'm up a unit just to make it simple on everybody. Um, so we are now up what one and a half units. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen. You can't always start incredibly fast. You got to stick with us through the ups and downs. We were up as a pot almost 50 units up last year. Um, so we're just getting back in the swing of things. Keep riding with us on the positives because we're gonna get some money back. Just wait till we get through swing season. Once we get back into into where all the heavy hitters are showing up each week, we're going to get into a flow. It'll, it'll no, come around. Don't worry. For sure. So right. why don't you go ahead and talk about my winners? Because if we just took a look at yours, you are in incredible shape. I mean, I mean, Jack, we've got four winners picks all in the top 20. Like, kind of hard to go wrong. Uh, Can't go wrong. Jack had Sung Jay and Siwoo. Uh, Sung Jay was seventh. Siwoo Kim was T eighth. Boom. That was impressive. Two top tens. I had uh, Christian Biswedenhout, who was T20, and Brian Harmon, who was T15. I'm okay with that. I mean, I didn't really waste any big hitters. I was going to so, say, that was my only regret is that I did. Yeah. L- L- Sungjae's seventh, perfect. That's that, yeah. that, like a top 10 from him is, is what you want if you're putting him in in the swing season. Mm-hmm. But I'm very happy with two top 20s, knowing I lost Bez and Brian Harmon. Yeah, exactly. And we'll go into wild card picks really quick. Um, if you followed mine, congratulations. You know, I bet a little bit, um, but it doesn't count toward the rankings. But Tom Kim, top 10, plus 250 was an obvious winner. Seong Hong Kim, top 20, plus 400 is a winner. Both locks, both won me some money. Liam's wild card, Nick Hardy, top 20, plus 350 was a loss, but it did look pretty good um, in terms of everything else for Nick Hardy. And then Adam Shank, plus 200 at or top 20 plus 400 was a winner two plus 400 hits in one week that is pretty awesome 
Yeah, that was a good one. Nick Hardy was in it up until uh, he started playing on Sunday. He was he was right on, right there along like T twenty five. Yeah, he entered it like tied for twenty seventh into Sunday, I think. Yeah, I think he shot seventy four. So it's a quick way to fall out of it. Um, but it's all right because Adam Shank was the winner. I think I've gone one for two on wildcard picks the last couple of weeks. Yeah, because I had D, I had Dietrich last week, and then unfortunately before that, I did not have anybody good at the Presidents Cup. But I'm now on a uh, back-to-back streak of getting one of my wildcard picks for right. So let's hope I can kind of keep that going. Uh, that's a lot of the information there on Shriners, Jack. Are you ready to get to the Zozo? I am, but I'll just say I'm disappointed Tiger's not there. <laughs> yes, Tiger's not at the Zozo Championship. We are going, though, to the Zozo Championship in Japan. Uh, this is a par 70 totaling 7,050 yards. It's going to fluctuate about 50 yards, give or take, depending on how they want to play it. Uh, last year's winner was Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, hey, Jack, I just want you to know, in terms of lineups, all four of our lineups are going to have six of six guys make the cut because this is an event where only 78 golfers play. So Is there no cuts? There is no cut this week. Woo! So we are all going to have lineups that all make the cut because there's only 78 guys. So your guy is going to play all four days. Um, This course is a little tough to gauge. It's only been played here two times in 2019 and 2021. Um, 2020, it was played in California because they had restrictions. They, because of COVID, people weren't leaving the country. Um, So they didn't play this event in Japan. They played it in California. So just know that when you look at the metrics, you only have two years. So there's a lot of, there's not a lot of correlation to go off of really uh, when I was looking at it, everything that lined up just said approach play, but again, approach play is kind of a, a wide topic. So do with that information, what you choose and that's it. That's all I got on the, not a lot of information. Yeah. The only thing I'll add is if you're looking to watch this, get ready. Cause it's starting at like 10 PM cause it's in Japan. Um, so unless you're a nerd like us, you'll probably catch the highlights um because i think it's only going to like 3 a.m in the morning so it's like not a lot of coverage because there's not a lot of players so either be a degenerate like us and watch or catch the replay in the morning if you work overnights though this is your tournament i mean you are living the uh, dream this week because you are in prime time coverage while you got nothing going on at work all right jack we're gonna hop right into the uh, the 10k range over here on DraftKings. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Because uh, I feel like you always do better in the DFS, so I want to get your opinion before anything else. Okay. Um, so in the 10K range, we have four guys. We have Sung J.M. at 10,000, all the way up to Xander at 10.8, with Morikawa and Matsuyama in the middle. Um, this range for me, okay. I Here dis- we go. Strap I, in. Yeah, I dislike Hideki this week. I know he won here last year. I know he won here last year. But his driver was way better last year, and he pulled putting out of his own butt. He did. He is. He putted really well last year, and he had no right putting as well as he did this year. He's been losing strokes off the tee. He hasn't. He hasn't gained strokes off the tee since the Memorial, so he's just not himself. It, again, there's a chance he does well, but at ten four and is the second highest priced guy, I'm not a fan. Hmm. Um, next time we go to Sungjae. Here's his fa- his past like six finishes, T two T two T two twelfth, didn't win obviously in the Presidents Cup but played well, and then last week when Jack picked him as his winner's pick seventh, so 
pretty good. Immortal lock question mark. Yeah. Questionably best lock, especially in the lowest pricing of this range. Um, so I'm going to start with Sung Jay. I think in terms of more Kawa, this could potentially be an option to take him at. I don't hate him. Um, Xander's going to be a good choice, but again, he's the most expensive. Um, I would rather go down to Sung Jay and save the $800. So if I'm ranking this one to four, I'm going Sung Jay, Xander, Morikawa, Matsuyama. I would have said the exact same thing. Um, Sung Jay is my number one. I think he personally, I picked him last week, so I'm not I'm not able to pick him as a winner, or I could, but I'm not really going to waste him again. Yeah. I think he is as good of a shot to win this tournament as anything else. I think he would be my winner's pick if it wasn't for the restrictions we're now putting on our players' picks. Um, he is the guy that I would go to much the same. Xander Shoffley obviously had success. He's coming off a top two top five finishes and great in the President's Cup. Colin Morikawa, I just haven't seen him return to his old self when he was winning the Open. Um, President's Cup, I just didn't see that click, even though he won a match. Um, Matsuyama, I know he's won here. He played fine in the President's Cup, top 25 in his finish in the Fortnite. Just haven't seen enough to justify that cost. I, I Hideki feels like the kind of guy that if I miss out on it, he does well. Good for him. Yeah, I have no, I have no qualms about missing out on that pick. Like, last, yeah, I think what we're getting into is in more of a betting podcast. Yeah. Is we're not hating Hideki Matsuyama. We have no doubt that he's probably going to do top forty and call it a day. But for the price at ten thousand four hundred, you have to think about the return on investment. So anything outside of a top like seventeen or eighteen would just be disappointing for this price. Um, where Sung JM is more likely to get you that return on investment with an extra four to five hundred dollars to spend i agree all right um do you want to run right into the 9k range yeah because i got thoughts um i'm all ears what do we got so it's tom kim from nine seven to Corey connor's at nine all right i think much like you said a bunch of times in the last calendar year you could make a lineup out of this 9k range huh. tom kim coming off a win where he looked as good as i've ever seen him his motion was as fluid as I've ever seen. Coming to a course with five par threes could be an elite, elite addition at 9,700. Cameron Young, much like we talked about last year, pure ball striker, pure score, 9,300. Corey Connors, as good of a consistent player as you physically can get. Tommy Fleetwood, 9,200, was excellent in terms of doing everything to maybe not win, but value where his price point is on everything else. Yep. Hovland and Hatton haven't seen enough to justify it after Hovland. Every time I bet him seemed to finish outside of the top 40. Yeah. I, I, so the, in this range, completely honest here, I got one guy. It's, it's Tom Kim. He's the only guy in this range for me. That's it. Corey Connors look like absolute buns at the president's cup. I don't want it. Hatton and Fleetwood are coming back off of, basically their first tournament of the year i also don't want hatton this is personal preference dude's cry baby i'm tired of it i, I picked him all the time last year he kept crying i mean i'm not doing it anymore cam young is maybe the one other guy i would contemplate having in this range if i was going to put somebody in uh but i i think tom cam is just significantly an improvement upon that for 400 dollars more um if you're saving the money not taking xander and going to sungjay I'm a big fan of not taking, like, I, I'm either going Xander 
and Cam Young, or I'm going Sung Jay and Tom Kim. That's kind of how I want to start my lineups, ideally. There, I'm giving you guys a little insight. Clean as that. Yeah, it's all it's all I want. Tom Tom Kim's good at golf, by the way. There you go. Tom Kim is good at golf. He's joining. <laughs> I guess I accepted him back into the bandwagon. Um, on that note, 8K range is pretty massive this week, considering the field. Yeah, it's def- it's definitely decent. Uh, we have got Christian Bezwiedenhout and Davis Riley at 8K, up to Keegan Bradley at 8900. Let me cut you off because Bez could be an extremely, you know, value player here. Um, I'm trying to remember what he was last week because it wasn't close to this number at 8K. This is a steal. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I think he's going to be super owned, but for good reason. I think uh, Mito, Scott Stallings will also be popular. Um, Tagala, just because of his namesake. But I think Cam or Keegan Bradley and Tom Hogue probably have two really good shots at standing up this week for me. You you said everybody but Siwoo. All right. You know, I wrote him last week. It did me well. Now, you know, you take your gamble. It's like you're in Vegas. If you go up yeah. 20 bucks, you take it off the table. So so the only reason I like Siwoo is that he switched putters and then finished top five on the Asian tour. And then went to the President's Cup and played well and putted well. And then he went to Shriners and also putted well and, again, played well at Shriners, finishing in top 10. I, it's, it's good momentum, in my opinion. I'm very okay following that momentum because it correlates perfectly with him switching putters and switching stances. So I'm cool taking the Siwoo gun this week. Pretty big fan of him. I like Tom Hoagie. Uh, he's a good kind of flyer. Again, this is a no-cut event, so normally Tom Hoagie, a little weary, but if I'm getting four rounds of Tom Hoagie, then I can kind of bite the bullet, and, and even if he has a bad round, he still might be able to finish top 20. Uh, Mito, his putter is rough. It's, it's been rough. It's still a little rough. It's not pretty, but bad putters have done well here in the past. This is, again, a no-cut event. You're guaranteed four rounds. I mean... Give me some Mito. It's not bad. He's also got good approach. He's top 10 last, last season on approach. So that's not a bad play, in my opinion. I like Bez. Putter's solid. Might be a good choice here. You don't need a bunch of distance on this course. You know, a lot of part threes. Good putter might go a long ways. And then I think Scott Stallings. Wow, I just combined his name. <laughs> uh, Scott Stallings is a little bit of a flyer pick. He's kind of going to be boom bust, in my opinion. Oh, I like him this week a ton. I don't know if he fits this course well, though. He's a fullback, baby. He fits anything. He fits anything? All right, well, if you're like Jack, he's going to fit everywhere. Oh, Munoz, by the way. (laughs) Okay, Jack. All right. Uh, Munoz, good President's Cup. He's coming into the season. I've I've got a little bit of excitement just to see what he does more so than anything. I don't know if I'm throwing him all over lineups, but I'm intrigued. My only fear about Munoz is with his withdrawal last week. They never specified it was listed as an illness, but it wasn't COVID related. So it could have been an injury. I don't know what it is. So I don't know if having an illness and then going all the way to Japan, you know, any time of jet lag or any type of illness. I don't really know. That's the only reason that I would fade him this week. Otherwise he's a great pick. Yeah, the illness is a little concerning. He was fourth here last year, by the way, mm. as well. So that's kind of nice to nice to see. And at 8,100, he's not that expensive. 
Um, but but I agree, the illness is something you, we're definitely gonna have to keep an eye on. Speaking of, while we're thinking about this, make sure your lineups are in by Wednesday, probably yeah. probably what noon, just to be safe. Because I think it starts at eleven Eastern is the tee off, if I remember correctly, or maybe that's the coverage start. I would try and have your lineup set by your Wednesday afternoon at lunch. That would be it. That would be a safe betting and then double check that everybody's playing. Cause at that point, if anybody randomly withdraws, you should know about it unless they do yeah. it on the first tee. If you got 15 minutes on your coffee break at the office on Wednesday, get your coffee, get your tea. Just make sure there's not a red O on your lineup <laughs> yes. on call it a day. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, we're going down to the seven K range. Yeah, so it's starting at Sepp Straka from 7-9. Kind of a deep category, all things considered, to Joel Damon. So I think there's some steals in this. Let's just start off Sepp Straka right away. He always does this beginning of the year. Great finishes. You know, his last four were 2-28-7-2. I think he's doing great. Matthew Neesmith, steal, 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 steal. He is great. He's been um, coming up. Emmanuel, wow, hold on. Emiliano Grio, 7 7 steal. Mark Hubbard, 7 7 steal. Mackenzie Hughes, just won eight days ago. Steal. JJ Spawn had a great performance. Steal. Aaron Rye, great performance. Steal. There's so many guys in here that I could say steal, steal, steal that you need to take advantage of and look into this. Like Brendan Steele? Sure. If you want to talk <laughs> about him, you go for it. No, no. Again, he's team no putt. I, <laughs> no, I want, no, no. I want a putter this week. Uh, the winner of this tournament usually finishes again. I'm like minus 20 under. You need somebody that's going to be able to make a couple of birdies. He's not the guy. Um, okay. Seb needs to take what he's bottled up the last few weeks and distribute that and become the next Tiger Woods because he whoa 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 all whoa, right in the last whoa, like two whoa. two three week cycle all right don't get you you know don't don't get too too weary on me but his last few weeks if he could find these stretches and do these more consistently he'd be such a better golfer but I think he's definitely a risk reward to play this week uh KH Lee we are not on a TPC course um so he's a little more weary for me but I don't hate him um, I like Taylor Moore for just consistency standards at 7,400. He's a great like fifth guy to have in your lineup, especially if you went kind of top heavy. Um, I think he's pretty guaranteed to be top 35, probably top half. Um, one other guy I'll mention, I love him for the bottom of my lineup, Adam Svensson. Mm-hmm. He had um, a great week. A top 40 approach player last year on tour. He's got a nice low price, and it's really nice to have during spring season or <laughs> spring season, swing season. Uh, he's often known as like a discount Corey Connors. I think he's great. Unfortunately, Austin Smotherman is not in this field. So this week, I'm just going to have uh, Adam Svensson replace Austin Smotherman for me. All right, Jack. And last but not least, let's get down to this 6K range. We are, uh, we're kind of hurting down here. If you're down in the 6K range, you got to hope that the lightning strikes. Maybe you find a couple of guys that are that'll work out for you. But realistically, we both got what probably two options down here that we like. Yeah, and I think it's just from I don't often watch Asian tour um, and a lot of the world tour or PGA tour events that these guys are playing. Um, they're not really name recognized, and by that I mean more the local golfers from Japan. So you know, obviously, you know 
like the top five Japanese golfers, but a lot of these people you just have to recognize over time. So in the 6K range, um, if you really know the Asian tour, you really have an opportunity to play around with your lineup and really maximize it. But I think there's only, you know, a couple guys that we can confidently talk about. Um, you know, for me, Bo Hostler, I think he always has. I'm, you know, especially in a no-cut event, I think he could easily pass this capita at, you know, 6,700 and get you a top 45 finish. Am I saying he's going to win? No, but I think he can surpass that. Um, Takumi Kanaya, um, ever since the Masters, he's been around, um, I think, top 55 finish there. Just kind of scrambling around. You know, you see Ches Reedy, Satoshi Kodaira, John Hugh. There's guys down here that you'll recognize, you know, um, Kita Nakajimi. Uh, but there's not a ton of local guys that I'd go, you know, I, I know a lot about Kaito Onishi. I don't know. So I think it's about finding that diamond in the rough here. Definitely. The, the, the one name in the 6K range that I actually think is, is good if he's your sixth guy is Adam Shank. Um, he has finished top 30 here both times he's played. Again, not that I'm high on, on course history, but he also was top 20 last week. Um, and he's I would seen, say you're the course history guy. Normally I would be, but this only has two years of history. So mm. You can't really base too much off of it. But again, he has been top 30 here both years. Uh, he played well last week. He's got good history coming in. He's got decent approach play. Not the worst option at 6,900. Definitely somebody good if he's your sixth guy in your lineup. Um, the other guy I'll mention, I guess, is Sam Ryder. Uh, he's got decent approach play, and he's been playing fairly well to start this swing season. Um, he's good at 6,600. CT Pan's got good approach play as well at 6,700, but he's not long off the tee. Yeah. That, might, that might work on a course like this where you don't need the most distance in the world. Um, but really, yeah. I mean, you want to try to avoid this low 6K range or anything. You know, yeah, I 100% agree. And the only guy that I could – Cameron Champ, I found after last year, it's, it's hard to mention his name. Every once in a while, especially in these tournaments – he always finds a way to finish top 30. He always does. Every time I watch it, it's always these sneaky events that he randomly finishes top 30. I am not saying he's going to do it, but for 6,800, he has the capability to surpass that, especially in a no-cut event. I'm, I'm looking at him. He's got the weirdest the weirdest history. Mm -hmm. It's like 20. He'll, he'll miss four cuts and then go T10, T6, T38, and then miss six more cuts and then go T16, T20, and then miss like three more cuts. That's the Sepp Straka. I'm going to finish oh. top 10 and then miss three and then top 10. And then... I, I, I could never trust that in my lineup personally, but more power to you if he does well this week. Awesome. Well, that really wraps it up. Um, Usually we will have more to talk about these 6K ranges and more of these deeper sleeper picks yeah. just with a lot of people coming from the Asian tour or the Korean tour. Um, there's not a lot of people that we have an opportunity to see on a daily basis because they are playing while we're sleeping. All right, let's get into uh, DraftKings lineups. Yeah, I will go first. Um, I just wanted everyone to know, I just completely tweaked this as we're recording, like a literal stinker tinker. Um, if you ever watch the league, highly recommend it on Hulu. Not sponsored fantasy football, but uh, Sung JM at 10K. Um, I want him. I think he's, again, he's my winner pick, even though I can't pick him as a winner. Um, 10K is a steal, in my opinion. 
Tom Kim at 9-7, another steal in my opinion. Uh, Bez, Christian Bezweidenhout, or Bezadenhout, depending on where you are in the world, at 8K. Um, Matthew Neesmith going all in at 7,800. I think that's a great price. Mark Hubbard, 7,700. And then I'm taking my flyer at Hayden Buckley. Um, I think he has an opportunity to surpass his draft capita at that 6,800 price range. There you go. Not a bad uh, lineup, that's for sure. I'm actually going to join you on DraftKings. I'm starting with Sung Jay. He is the cheapest of the four, so he's starting my lineup at 10K. And then after that, I'm going back to the well. I got Tom Kim at 9,700. Uh, after Tom Kim, I'm going to Scott Stallings at 8,200. Uh, after Scott Stallings, I'm going Sebastian Munoz at 8,100. Uh, after that, I'm going Taylor Moore at 7,400. And then we are scraping a little bit. We got Sam Ryder at 6,600. I do have $100 left over. I might go up to CT Pan. I will let you know. <laughs> By the end of this episode. Yes. Oh, that's good. And then Fandle. Uh, completely different lineup for me, like completely. Starting at 11-7, Sung J.M. Starting at 11-1, Tom Kim. Uh, then Tom Hoagie at 9-7. Uh, Matthew Neesmith at 9-3. Biz Wiedenhout at 9-2. And Mark Covered at 9. So we successfully replaced one guy. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, I went a little more off the, the rails, I guess you could say, on FanDuel. Um, in terms of prices, I didn't like the fact that Sung Jay was the second highest on FanDuel. Yeah. So I actually went down to Colin Morikawa at 11-3. Um, and then I've got Tom Kim again at 11-1. I've got Siwoo Kim at 10,000. I'm going a little flyer here. I got Mito Pereira at 9-7. I'm hoping he comes back out strong. Uh, Christian Bezwedenhout at 9-2. And Adam Svensson at 8-7. I don't hate that at all. It's it, I think Mito Mito is kind of the wild card. If if Mito plays well, this lineup could potentially do very well. Yeah, and uh, the scary thing for me is it's either my guys play great, I win money in both, or my guys suck and I win in nothing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, your lineup is almost no. It's crazy. literally it's just Tom Hoagie and um, Hayden Buckley are separated. It's wild. Okay. All right. Well, somehow we'll that pricing worked on that because FanDuel and DraftKings are obviously different. Yeah, we'll but, see. You know, we'll, whatever. We'll work. All right, let's get to your bets then. What do we got? What do we? Oh, rocking with me. All right. So I could have done four hundred bets because there's a no cut field. Yep. Um, starting off at my lone top forty bet, and yes, you are about to hear this correctly. Ricky Fowler. <sighs> he played the most boring golf last week that I've ever seen in one under and one under shoot two under. With that being said, he has to go and shoot two under two under one under, one under, and will beat 32 guys. He is minus 135. He's forgivable. Great putter, shorter course. I think this is an event that he could sneak out a 35th finish, super quiet, beat a lot of these Asian tour guys, and just and just win it for me. I'm not looking for winner. I'm looking for 38th. Yeah, yeah, he's got a chance. Yeah, exactly. You heard that. You heard it right. I'm not, again... The confidence is not in my voice. The confidence yeah. is with the math. Um, then I'll jump down to my only other minus for the rest of the bets and Cam Young top 20. I think this will be as close to a hit that we could see. Um, I think he's going to finish between 17th and 19th. 
I don't think I've seen it from Cam Young enough to say he could finish top 10. But with top 20, those odds are really good. Tom Hoagie, top 20 plus 125. He's played great. Can't deny it, especially beginning of the season where he always seems to shine. Christian Bezwedenhout, top 20 plus 125 as well. He's played great. If he gets the putter rolling again, he's dangerous. And I'm going on the limb. Matthew Neesmith, top 20 is plus 225. So I am going hard on that one. I would have gone top 40, but I think it was like minus 200. It was yeah. such a gap. The, the, the top 40s this week are, are brutal to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, again, no cut, only 78 guys. So you're basically saying, is somebody going to finish in the top half? Um, the, the, the numbers are just way down. Um, I, I don't dislike your Tom Hoagie bet. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of my bets, I'm sticking with my three bets. I'm going to start off with the, the Kim brothers, Siwoo Kim and Tom Kim. For the uh, record, they are not brothers. No, yeah, there's no relation, but they both just have, they just both have named Kim and them. Uh, Siwoo Kim top 20 is plus 130. Tom Kim top 20 is minus 160. That number is a little, a little favorable in terms of minus 160, but uh, but repeat back top 10 finishes are pretty hard, so. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah yeah that too and, and in a 78 man field i think you can beat three fourths of the field personally yeah um my other uh bet is adam shank to be top 40 at minus 125 again he was uh top 30 here his last two times he's been playing well and he likes this golf course so hey adam go beat half the guys in the field yeah and i just want to throw it um a couple of my bets that I did cross out because I think they could be interesting to watch for. Sung JM top 10. I have him locked in. Of course, I bet him already. I'm a degenerate, but I didn't put him in my official um, at plus 115. I think that's a, a really good one. He's Tom Kim. Now. Oh, he's minus now? Sung J is now minus for top 10. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm looking at my paper notes. So I don't have it in front of me. Um, Tom Kim. I think that the top 20 bets, the smart pick. I don't see him going back to another top 10 finish. Not saying he can't, but I think that 12th to 15th range is probably exactly where he's going to be. Um, but I think really a sneaky one might be Keegan Bradley. I think he is one of those guys that just randomly comes out, fires a fourth place finish. So top 20 at plus 115 at what I locked him in um, is something else to watch for too. Just, you know, in case you're looking for more bets, because if you're like me, there you go. All right. Well, uh, we'll keep an eye out for those. And then, all right, now I'm actually curious. I'm going to put those down on the bottom and, and, and check you just as they're not going on your list as like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack. Just Unless to, they hit. Yeah. Just to, <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Uh, just to see, but yeah. Right. Well, while you go ahead and do that, I might as well run over winners. Cause I'm about to trip you all up. Okay. Tommy Fleetwood. I never mentioned him. I think we said one sentence about him. I don't know why. I literally could not tell you why I don't have a feeling. I know I said last year, I'm like, Oh, I got a feeling about this guy. I have nothing. But with that being said, Tommy Fleetwood's a gangster. He could randomly come out and beat the field by six. He lost his PGA tour card. He's been fighting. He's been scrapping last year, did really well overseas. I'm hoping he continues that thread, gets the driver in play, gets the wedges down. Like you talked about with approach game. And I think he could steal this tournament. I am not confident in betting him, but I think he could be one of those guys that is either 49th 
or top five. So that's my pick to win. And then my sleeper pick mentioned him a bunch with Sahith Thagal at the beginning of the year. This did not work out, but I have Matthew Neesmith who is in everything. So hopefully he does shine. I, I am curious yet. Cause you mentioned earlier, sorry, I'm still thinking, first of all, I like Tommy Fleetwood in terms of winner's pick. I yeah. don't know if I like him this week. I feel like there could be better courses 100%. down the road. But again, if like in our case, we're picking guys three different times. I don't want to waste a Sung Jay or um, a yeah. Xander. Tommy Fleetwood's a good choice. Um, hey, hey, Jack, do you want to do a head, uh, head-to-head Keegan Bradley versus Munoz? Yeah. All right. You think you think Keegan's going to do better than Munoz? Yeah, I do. Okay. Now, right. with that being said, Munoz can go out and kick his butt by eight shots. I'm not saying that he can't, but yeah. I think Keegan Bradley. If if there was a tournament where Keegan Bradley could randomly pop off and get eighth place, this is the week. Perfect. All right. Well, that'll be good to ch- to check in uh, next week. Are you writing this on the pod notes or your own private notes? My own notes. Um, gotcha. I'll, I'll You'll transfer. transfer. I'll transfer in a minute. Uh, for this week for winners, I took a, l- a little bit more long shots. That's for sure. Um, I didn't love a lot of the names of top for this event. I like them for future events. So my winners picks are Mito Pereira and more specifically, the guy I like probably more is Tom Hoagie. Um, again, boom bust, uh, but he's been playing well. And I think in terms of courses that Tom Hoagie's going to win, I mean, I don't have a lot of, ones that come out to mind beyond this maybe sometime in california i know last year last year he won a what pebble beach pebble at&t yeah yeah the at&t so i guess maybe if you want to go for the back-to-back there i mean hey if back-to-backs have been winning so far you know yeah i mean tony fina last year homa he's Um, that weird but I'm going to bet that this will be a good week for tom hoagie and that i'll I'll be able to use him as a winner's pick on this yeah, and here's here's my prediction. If you take a look at the top 20 guys on the odds, I think those guys are most likely going to win. I don't anticipate a Wyndham Clark coming out. And I like Wyndham Clark a lot. He was great at the end of last year. I don't see Wyndham Clark or a guy in that caliber coming out winning this tournament. I think it's going to be a guy in the top 20. So I think Hoagie, um, you know, what was the other guy? Mito, I think are both great picks. If Mito can really get the irons play down to what he was doing um, at the PGA. I think he could take this whole tournament. So I think that's a great pick too. Yeah. Again, uh, a little lower flyers, but uh, you're just hoping for some good, for some good points on that one, because this is uh, you're, you're just getting kind of low, low flyers out of the way early. So you can save the big guns for later. Absolutely. Um, and then I just want to go ahead. I went two for two on my wild card picks this week. Go for it. I'm firing ahead. I just feel like I have that right um, privilege. Sung JM top five plus 250. I think he's going to win this tournament. Top five finish at plus 250. I think that's a really good mark. If you don't really want to go that, his top 10 is minus 105. I completely understand that. But for wild card, we're looking for the pluses. We're not looking for the minuses. So plus 250. Um, Tom Hoagie is a top 10 plus 330. Love your pick for winner for him. I had him as well. I'm actually looking at the odds because I hadn't locked those in on mine. Um, so it could be different, but plus 330 for top 10 for Tom Hoagie. This could be a week that he shines. I'm all aboard it. Anybody else that wants to hop on Tom Hoagie, do it now, forever hold your peace for the rest of the week. Um, as far as wild picks go, I am starting with Adam Svensson, uh, T20 at plus 250. Again, playing well. I'm just hoping it continues on. 
Um, this is more me manifesting that he's going to do well in the bottom of my lineups and carry my lineups than anything else. Uh, but I think T20 is definitely in the cards. Uh, one of the boom bust players, again, this is a, a really fly on the wall bet. Seb Straka top 10 is plus 400. Again, if, if, if Seb Straka of the past two weeks comes out again, then this is definitely in the cards. If Seb Straka that can't make a cut for seven or eight events in a row comes out, then you lose out. But that's why it's a wild pick and not a normal bet. Yeah, you want to know something great? If I know everybody at home can't see these notes. Um, and with the filter, I don't think you can either. Seb Straka, top 10 plus 400 was my third wild card pick. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm learning. Jack's, Jack's got me converted and over into all his wildcard picks as well. But Absolutely. Um, and then my other, I had a third. I usually write down a lot and then scrap down for anybody that doesn't know because I bet a lot. Um, JJ Spawn was another sleeper pick for me. Could be another guy that pops up. So another name to look out for. But I honestly like everything we've talked about today. The best part, by the way, I, I initially had JJ Spawn in place of Adam Svensson. <laughs> Jeez, we are on a mindset today. Oh, we are, we are on it. We are on top of it. All right, everybody. Um, that is it for the Turn Dogs Golf Pod. Uh, please enjoy the fact that you are going to sleep in well these next 48 hours before you stay up all night in order to watch golf on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Like me. Like Jack. Uh, let's go out there. Let's win a bunch of money. And then we'll see you next week at the CJ cup. Deuces.